skippy boy. You still painting that chicken coop? If only there was another way. Get bent lizard lips, didn't you hear me the first time? Don't be such a sauce box. I know all about it. Well, if you did, you would have gone to prettyandpaintschool.com and learned how to paint like a pro. Pipe down, Ginger Snap. Why, I gotta. Guys, gals, and all other pals, we'll see you down at prettyandpaintschool.com. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out Pretty and Paint. Today. Instagram Radio! Yeah! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. This is episode 031. We are migrating deeper into our 30s, becoming old, crusty, punk rock veterans, just like Ty and me. You're your hopeless host, Josh. How's everybody doing out there in Radio Land? How are you doing, Ty? Just like the crust on the pizza that I am respectfully eating on this podcast right now. Yeah, well, this guy is his wife brought him a meal while he's here because we've been been setting up shop. We were a little bit behind on our our preambles, so uh, we've been on this mic a while ago. And tapping you know into our inner DMX, our stop and our drop and our shut them down, yeah. open up shop. Honestly, <laughs> it's hot, and I don't know what is it. It's dark and hell is hot. Yes, you know his album, deep cut, good, good DMX album. Um, yeah, and we also had to switch some things up so as you may have heard we have a more compressed version of the pretty in paint school um commercial because let's be honest skip and biff they're they're chatty they're chatty kathy so they kind of went they went way over budget we needed to shrink it down so yes we are still being sponsored by pretty in paint school so thank but just you. barely so everybody go and visit their website because we yeah. are on thin ice we're on very thin ice well i don't know if we are but definitely biff and Definitely skip. Yeah, that's what I meant for sure. <laughs> Those fuckers are dead man walking. They're lame ducks, as they say in the biz. <laughs> but yes, and as always, you know this this show is also brought to you by High and Denim Records. We're a record label. We're putting stuff out. Make sure you're 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 grabbing all the vinyl you can. Make sure you're checking out all the bands. Go to uh, highanddenimrecords.com slash shows, and you know we got it all right there and. Numerical order, calendarical order, telling you when what's coming up, as long as people tell us, and uh, where you can see these bands, because, you know, we're, we're multiplying. We're like uh, we're like bunny rabbits in heat. Every time you blink your eye, there's a new high-end denim band, and that's the way we like it. Where can we see Trash Ambulance? Like, I heard the only place that you can see Trash Ambulance is in Red Deer, Alberta. Is that true? Well... I'm trying to fucking do the mental math here. 
you would have seen us in Red Deer, Alberta, opening for Mad Caddies and Belvedere. And well, this is that's this is fucking ancient history by the time this episode drops. But I hope they made it. We were I wasn't ever talking. They're in Vancouver the night before, and then they got to make it to Red Deer, which is a twelve-hour drive. So have fun, fellas. Have fun. That's quite the journey. I'm I'm, I'm gonna imagine they have somebody driving them all throughout the night to get closer, because otherwise they'd have to leave at like fucking three in the morning to to get there for their sound check. It when I was told to have my aunt there at three thirty p.m. But you know what? This won't be a mystery by the time you guys are listening to this. You're going to be like, dude, we have already went to that show weeks ago. What the fuck's wrong with you? Went off without itch. Aren't you going somewhere (laughs) else, though? Am I mistaken about our timeline here? Or did I mess up your segue? Um, uh, (laughs) I was being cheeky, but we're, Uh, uh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's it's March 1st. So, yeah, we're a couple days away from our Asian excursion. So, yeah, you're going to catch trashed ambulance in six Japanese cities. So. Like the likes of Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know if you ever watched Futurama. You, you know I love that show. Of course, I live by it, live and die for it. But in the original run, there was a, I think they do like a Kyoto Accord, and it's like, welcome to Kyoto, the anagram lovers Tokyo. That's a, that's a good joke. Uh, that was a good <laughs> joke right there. That was a good joke. <laughs> that's but a yes, good joke. We are planning, if everything goes to plan, that to still have a, a released a new episode released while I'm over there. I mean, the uh, social media coverage might not be as as on point as it could be, but uh, we're going to do our best. I mean, I'm going to be over there. I just, it's the time changes fuck. So I'm like posting about shit at 2 a.m. Canada time. Well, I wish you the best time over there. Uh, I bet you're going to have a lot of fun. So I hope yeah. you enjoy that, man. That's uh, really cool. Really cool for you guys. Thanks, buddy. I mean, let's go next, man. Let's go next. We'll we'll, we'll blaze the trail. All the I'm all sure. the budget bands that <laughs> aren't you, good enough to fucking get invited there. You blaze the trail and then just fire us out of a cannon <laughs> towards uh, their continent. Your time will come. I believe in you. <laughs> but yeah, we. Uh, it's been a it's been a busy day, and it's going to be a super busy week for me. But again, we're getting a mel meta. It's way in the past at this point. But we're we're happy. We uh talked to my buddy and your new your new friend, mm-hmm. Cody Blakely, aka Mr. Halfstack, the owner operator of Halfstack Studios based out of Edmonton, Alberta. And then when he's not twiddling knobs, you can catch him in the bands The Old Wives on guitar and then Counterfeit Jeans also on guitar. So yeah, I mean, I've known Cody a long time. We met back in the day. Well, I don't think when. Like the early days of uh, Trash Diamonds. I used to be in the, that band Loser Points. And we did like a little short run with Unbanned Jace. Or maybe we just did a show with them or something. And then Cody had kind of reached out like, hey. Or no, maybe we played with the Nielsen's first, his other band at the time. He said, hey, I have another band. You guys want to do like a little run? So he ended up... Uh, yeah, we played this venue called the Sewing Machine Factory in Edmonton. I might be completely fucking this timeline up, but it doesn't matter. And then we went and played a, a house party in Calgary, which was hilarious. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> there's something funny I can tell, but that <laughs> involves naming names. But anyways, it was a it was a goofy little party. I remember uh somebody had gotten a brand new amp and then we were playing it. And this other guy that was in the band at the time, he's he's not in the band anymore. <laughs> but he, he had a bad habit of just like cranking the volume up every time he'd go near an amp. 
and in the middle of our set all of a sudden you look at this brand new amp and it's fucking like smoking and you just smell like burnt electronics <laughs> and i'll never forget our drummer at the time it's like that's just the new amp smell man it's fine <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure. It Meanwhile, costs. somebody knocked a beer over into the like grid where the the air vent where the tubes are or whatever. Fuck, who knows? It, you wouldn't think that just cranking it up that loud would fucking blow it, but I don't know. This dude played loud. <laughs> new, that's so. just that new amp smell. Oh my god. That's yeah. Amazing. I and then I remember hearing later that he had to like take it in and cost him a pretty penny to get it back back in working order. But anyways, that's that's. that's the early days of knowing Cody, and then yeah, he's since joined the old Waz counterfeit jeans. I haven't seen him play with counterfeit jeans. I don't think they're super. They don't play as many shows as the old wives do. We'll get into them a little bit. To be honest, it was more of a audio engineering forward episode, kind of similar to the Casey. Although I guess we kind of dove more into Belvedere related stuff with Casey, but. Yeah, it's, not as it, much Belvedere talk on this episode. You're right. No, very, very limited <laughs> Belvedere half talk. Half stack talk. Half yeah. stack. Yeah. So we, yeah, so we chat about what he's up to, recording music. Because I mean, you you just have no choice but to compile hilarious stories when you're a, an audio producer. But it's also tricky because he doesn't want to shit on anybody. Because I mean, there's music out there. There's unreasonable people. I mean, we encounter them all the time in the music scene. Or, some people just don't really understand reality. And I mean, people are probably listening to this be like, look at this fucking asshole. Thinks anybody cares what he has to say. <laughs> he has no fucking basis of reality. But you know what? I don't. So you win, random internet listener. <laughs> you win this round. <laughs> if you yeah. can hear our voice now, you've already won. <laughs> We've been losing since 1986, buddy. This is nothing new. But yeah, anyways, he talks about his experiences in the studio and then joining these bands. And then before you knew it, we ran out of time. The folks at home didn't even get to meet Gordon's dog. <laughs> it's a cool dog. We got to meet it at the after party of the podcast. The afters. The afters are always the best the part. These ones, this yeah. one was even cut short because I had to. Honestly, you guys, the afters and the pre podcast are fire. Like, uh, I, I sometimes wish that we recorded them, but it's just not the way it goes. That's for us. You've you've repeatedly given me shit for not hitting record soon enough. You're like, this is gold. I'm like, whoa, I'm not <laughs> it's ready. Gold. I'm not ready. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this internet was or internet, this interview was pretty gold. And again, I don't think either of us put our foots in our mouth. I mean, we haven't gotten that buyer's remorse message yet of wanting us to delete something because we said something dumb. Or we goaded them into saying something dumb. I don't think either either of those things happen this time. So that's a plus. We're we're learning. This is called growth. This is called growth. Awesome. <laughs> <Here you go>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, on that note, I think we should jump into the interview because uh as you know, I'm gonna be leaving the country. So I don't want to leave you folks, my our loyal listeners and friends. If you're not if you're not a friend yet, you come up and talk to us anytime you want. Well, yeah, and thank you. Friends. By the way, if you listen to this podcast, I don't know if we ever said that, but thank you. I, people, I say it every episode. Fuck, even you tune out before the end. Okay, yes, <laughs> but not this early. Bad. You're getting ahead of the ahead of the game here for sure. I usually say thank it at you, the end. and I don't know if anyone listens to the end, but you're. Well, missing I'm saying it now. I'm saying it. Thank you. Thank you for playing the way. You thank you play. for being a friend. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, 
we're, we need to be cut off. We need to be eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's play some songs, man, and we'll roll into the interview. What do you want to hear? I would love to hear I Want to Know What I Want to Know by Rocket from the Crypt. Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to do something that's incredibly arrogant and douchebaguous. I'm going to play my own band. <laughs> so, you know what? We got the platform. Guys, you can you're listen and you're going to like it. Or Wait, gonna... we're allowed to do that? Fuck yeah, Ty. You just got to release something, man. Like, I know you just released a full-length album like two months ago, but you've been sitting on your heels. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, so I, if you didn't know, I play in a band called Trash Ambulance, and we write silly songs, and this is a brand new one. So, yeah, at this point, you already know. It's not brand new anymore. It's weeks old because this is fucking fucked up timeline we got going on but i haven't heard it yet so yeah we came up with this song kentwood where we had it already and yeah we recorded it at half sex studio we got our friend uh mandy from death cassette fellow high-end denim records band she sung the bridge part i think it turned out pretty cool and yeah so that's basically it yeah so sounds, yeah sounds good i'm i'm gonna hear this for the first time right now uh and uh, so I'm excited. All right. Get one.
You never see them. They're your best friend, but you never see them. Where are you? You fucking asshole. This is Mandy from Death Cassette, and you are listening to Denim Radio. What's up? This is John Lewis, the Chucker from the Dopamines, and you're listening to Denim Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. We are pleased to welcome from the sunny shores of Edmonton. We got Mr. Cody Blakely. You may recognize him fiddling knobs at Half Stack Studios or uh, playing the guitar in the Old Wives, Counterfeit Jeans, and maybe one day the Nielsen's again. Probably not, though. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bit of a long-winded intro, but yeah, there's a bit of a question mark on the last one, but we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll I, I, I'm I'm still hopeful. <laughs> cool, man. Well, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, what's happening in Edmonton today? Well, it was warm. Uh, it's uh, it's been a very strange winter where it's been like plus fifteen and then minus uh, one hundred and fifteen, and then back up to nice weather. So it's. Uh, it's it's been okay. It's been an interesting winter. And for the, for the folks at home, 
Edmonton doesn't get those uh, Chinooks that scared the shit out of Leo DiCaprio. You guys yeah, usually Leo... just get a pretty steady fucking cold winter, but you've been getting the nice weather too. Yeah, Leo was very, uh, I think cross might be the right word with uh, <laughs> Chinooks. Like I'm from Hinton, so I'm used to them. Um, but Edmonton, I don't know if we've ever, I can't ever remember getting one. But uh, yeah, Leo, he was not having any of it. <laughs> no. no, no, he needs to. Yeah, anyways, we don't need to get into that. We talk about weather too much. That's another internal meme of this show. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm a big weather at this guy, point. So of, at this point, the people expect it. They'd probably be a little, <laughs> little bit upset if they didn't get it. So there you go. I look. I honestly check the weather like maybe four or five times a day. So I, uh, it, it, it's welcome company. <laughs> he also goes to A and W every morning at five. <laughs> with the same five old dudes and hell yeah complain, i do complain about yeah. the mayor complain about the mayor fancy yeah. of a car. one one coffee <laughs> one coffee. yeah there's so there's so many uh there's all these new bike lanes and all the construction <laughs> and yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's at least five hours you got to spend on that same exactly coffee. <laughs> yeah and actually if i'm not mistaken i think the closest restaurant to me uh is actually in fact an AW, so it's a very easy commute for me just cut out the middle man we don't need any of that shit where y'all stand on whistle dogs fan you can't get them anymore but where you guys whistle dog guys um i i do like hot dogs there was actually this place in edmonton that closed down maybe three-ish years ago called mayday dogs um and it was it was a basketball themed hot dog place um wow and it was absolutely fantastic, but unfortunately it has since closed. Um, I don't think there's any other theme. Actually, no, you know what? There's a, there's a, a baseball themed hot dog place in Sherwood park. Um, except they, instead of hot dog buns, they use like slider buns and it just like breaks apart and all that shit. So you actually can't, I've never successfully eaten one. Um, Wow. to completion because you're just you just get so like you're like god damn it like what are they thinking but uh all baseball player themes um so it's it's right up my alley uh but yeah it's it's i'm not even gonna say the name because it, it it's it's that sensitive of an issue you're, for me you're gonna get sauce <laughs> everywhere we don't want to promote that people people got yeah nice clothes, it's it's it? such a shame and it, i think if i'm not mistaken it's in a curling rink too which makes it that much even better but wow. um yeah <laughs> Really weird, all these. Uh, there, I didn't realize the tight connection between sports themes yeah. and uh, hot dog joints, but very confusing. Mm-hmm. You think it would they would be hockey themed or curling? So, like, this is a little off topic because I can't believe I'm about God. to talk about <laughs> curling <laughs> rink restaurants. But uh, the seven eight zero area code is like notorious for having good food in in curling rinks. And I got to give a shout out to Flatboy Burgers because uh, it's the best burger in Edmonton. Uh, next time you're here, we're absolutely going to go for some. It's in a curling rink, um, the Granite Curling Club. And the best Mexican food in the area code is actually in the curling rink in Hinton um, of all places. But it is like... That's a testament to the melting pot of Canada and the culture. It's true. And <laughs> yeah, like you... You you have like these tacos and like you're about to shake hands with Jesus like it's it's next level stuff very very impressive curling rink uh, food scene here in the seven eight zero outstanding outstanding mm-hmm. <laughs> which I it was which is actually why I came on to talk to you folks about today is I got a business opportunity for you I'm in you had me at wiener yeah exactly <laughs> That's outstanding man well uh, yeah. It's actually funny. There's a f- 
twice in my life I've played at a at a hot dog restaurant. Oh, we're we're still doing hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, one no, this is this ba- is important stuff. So we got one, get, one we was out in Barrie, which I think it's closed okay. down because you guys went out there. We'll get into that later. Yeah. And I think it was called uh, the Fox, I believe, Fox Lounge or something. It was a hot okay. doggery. And then there's, of course, yep. it's since moved, but it's pretty famous in Calgary called Tubby Dogs, which I'm, yep. I don't know if you played it, but you've, I'm sure you've definitely been in there. I have never played it, but I have been. And uh, it they was. Moved, uh, yeah. They got was, a new location. They're not where they were for like years and years. But I thought still they around. just shut down. Oh, okay. Good, good, oh, good. They yeah, moved. I thought they just they shut down. So, yeah. Okay. I know because Excellent. the. The company I work for sells them beer, so that's why they're like, "Oh, oh okay. copy dogs." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, they're still around." Because I thought the same thing. It's like, "Oh, they shut down," but no, nope, they just yeah. Moved. And that was that was a bit of a actually. I remember when that was happening. That was like that was like breaking news. Like it was like kind of sweeping like the music community a little bit. That was that was a tough pill to swallow. So it's good to hear that they're they're still going. Yeah, I haven't heard about very many shows happening, but hot dogs, they they survived. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, mean, hot dogs, so. I haven't heard it. Maybe they're not doing shows anymore. I don't know. Only played there well, once. I mean, with all due respect, I don't know if they should have been doing shows to begin with, but <laughs> it was uh the hot dogs were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And another hot dogs life, are recession proof, recession proof business hot dogs. Exactly. Yeah. It's what this country was built on. <laughs> the backs of, of wieners. The backs of hot dogs. Yeah. From C to hot dog C. <laughs> but exactly. anyways. So uh, I can see all kinds of flashing uh, lights and stuff. So are you in your, is that half stack studio or part of it? The mobile part of it? This is the mobile part of it. This is my, this is my home setup. Um, This is for when I don't feel like going anywhere. And uh, I actually finish a lot of mixes here. Um, And I'll do a lot of, uh, a lot of the chores that come with, with, uh, making records and producing records of uh, just like editing and and things like that. But um, more and more, I've actually been super comfortable mixing here. And like the studio that I, that I work out of, I'm able to go there and kind of just not necessarily do final tweaks, but more so um, just kind of judge where everything is, is there. Like I, I don't have, I'm not really able to get speakers in this room very loud, uh for several reasons one um i right beside me is our next door neighbor and i don't think they would like that very much um but it's also it's like maybe i think it's only like seven feet long so for to actually like acoustically be able to get this room to work it's just it's just not possible so um but i'm getting i actually now i actually mixed a song um without even checking it on like anything else the other day and uh and yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it actually, how, how everything's sounding in, in this room. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it here actually. Beautiful. I see bluey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that's actually hey, the newest edition. Boop, boop. Sorry. The, uh, the bluey, but I've um, never seen the show, but I, yeah. I do have a small child and other parents tell me, you gotta watch bluey. Apparently it's a cartoon for children. Oh, bluey's in it. I thought Oh, it's a, okay. Is it a play on Blue's Clues? I don't think so. No, that's what I, I think thought when British. he said Bluey too. I was like, he likes Blue's Clues so much. He like has a slang name for it. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Holy trademark. Man, oh man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's even a dog. I mean, is no one, like, is no one remembering that Blue's Clues was in fact 
a blue dog like <laughs> seems like there's some sort of i haven't watched the show i just know that it's popular and parents seem to sure. like it sure sure i've seen pretty much every other children's show but not bluey oh but not bluey, folks no, at no. home that's what it says on one of his contraptions behind him oh is, is the do you guys not do the video too no just audio oh okay um it does say bluey so you're not wrong you're not lying so that's very honest of you and it looks like the eye of sauron in the the middle there so oh yeah it's pretty orange and bright i never never actually noticed that until right now so you're you might be onto something for the folks at home there is a pile of recording gear a stack of recording gear i won't say pile but a rack some stuff stuck stacked on each other we're talking about the goddamn music machines okay yeah yes and the eye of uh sorrow i've actually <laughs> this is this is a bit of a fun fact uh i've never actually seen lord of the rings so i don't know if it's is it sauron or saruman sauron 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 there's no okay. there's a guy named like oh, there's an yeah there's um, i've only watched them once as well okay yeah so and and I was like, that, way late. that is I'm just weird take flex word off on. going on right now. Like, oh, you only seen it once, Josh. He said he never seen it. And you got to be like, well, I only yeah. watched it once. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen The Hobbit, but uh, I only saw the title screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I, only, uh, I only saw Lord it on a shelf hoop? in a movie store. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story about that. When I first started dating my now wife, she had never seen Star Wars. So I'm like, she's like i think i'll I'll watch it so we we watched Mm -hmm. them all that were out at that point and she liked them well maybe not so much phantom menace but she powered through it and she they got better that's a big (laughs) one for you star wars so that must have been uh that must have been quite the event yeah i definitely got got her into it and then yeah we we would always go when there's a new movie and stuff which there hasn't been a long time but anyways at the in the same vein she's like well what else could we watch i'm like i hadn't seen lord of the rings for whatever reason i just didn't watch it so i went out and bought the box set we popped oh it God. in. She was so fucking bored. She's just like, and you know, those are like ridiculously long. So I bought the Blu-rays yeah. and it's like, so she's like, the, the movie kind of fades to black. She's like, thank fucking God that's over. I'm like, that's only disc one. <laughs> like there's yeah. still a whole nother disc. She's like, I'm out. She left. So yeah. I watched them that's, all by myself, but I that's stuck more with it. complicated than like having a spouse change to a new religion before you get married. Like she had to go through <laughs> all those. I applaud exactly. Mrs. Joel, buddy. Yeah, it was her idea, but she she did not st- stick around for a conclusion of Lord of the Rings. Not even the first one is like is like the opening credits, and she was tapping out. <laughs> well, I mean, from my understanding, they're just walking. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I actually, I did have to, I did have to Google uh, a Lord of the Rings reference. Um, what's that movie where the I think Seth Rogen goes to. North Korea and well, the interview. I didn't see that one, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. There, there was a, a reference, uh, Bor- Boromir, I think. And, uh, I, I had to Google that. So actually I, I have lied. I have, I have seen, uh, a YouTube clip of, uh, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. So excuse me. Yeah. I cut think that, for cut me, that, cut that for me, it yeah. was like, Just kidding. it was <laughs> underwhelming, right? Because I I'd heard that you shall not pass so many times in my life, not knowing what it was from. And then it actually happened in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I didn't live up to the hype at all, but I'm not hating yeah. on those movies. They're, they're definitely masterfully shot. You know, what's even harder right. than watching the movies, reading the books. 
listening to three dorks talking about it on what's supposed (laughs) to be a music podcast that might be worse sorry guys so i I think so far we've covered hot dogs uh, (laughs) lord Lord of the the rings Rings. and a piece of equipment in the background of the video on this audio only podcast yeah (laughs) so i mean the audio stuff's kind of related but i'm sure the lord of the rings have sound so i don't know (laughs) so it all seems it all seems relevant to me that's the song yeah well cool well i i know the answer to this because i was around at this point but why don't you tell confident how you uh how you rolled into audio engineering and why are you dumb enough to stick with it um a thankless job that you hate yourself weekly (laughs) i i mean i've been fairly lucky uh fairly lucky um i don't it's not a completely thankless job. I mean, I, I've had a lot of uh, luck. Just one second, my dog, Gordon. Sorry, my dog is, uh, I think he thinks you guys are in here and he's just not okay with that. But um, Let's bring Gordon in later. He will bring Gordon in later, yeah. He's uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good boy. But, um, well, I got into engineering because I played in a band and the drummer of that band at the time um, had to, he was going back to university. He was moving to Calgary. And we needed to find a drummer. Um, he did all of our previous recordings. And um, we didn't have like any demos because him and I, we would just kind of hash it out. And then uh, we would just like record it on a, I think we just did like a cell phone or something like that. And that would just kind of become our reference point. So um, listening back to those, I was kind of like, hey, I know what's going on, but I think I like tried to show one person who was interested in drumming in our uh, in our band, and he's just like, I honestly can't make any of this out. But obviously, it's it's different when you uh, when you um, are the person that's writing the song. But anyway, so I had to make demos for I think it was like twelve or thirteen songs or something like that, and um, I I've always been pretty interested in engineering. I think like the first time I ever actually recorded anything, I was like maybe 14, but I had about a, maybe a five year break between recording something and and the last time or or recording these demos the last time I recorded something. So um, I went out and I got a, I got a computer, I got a interface and I was going to say, all right, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make 12 demos today. And I think I got about 30 seconds into one demo and that's when it was kind of just like, Oh wait, this shit's actually hard. Um, <laughs> I, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. And I was just with like MIDI instruments, like trying to make like drums and all this. And um, I found the whole thing just to be super, super interesting. And I think I started at about 12 PM and you know, I was starting to like go through everything and just like, oh, what is reverb? What is delay? What is this, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go through the cycle and, um, and just like, before you knew, I like looked at my phone and it was like three 30 in the morning. And I was just been going for like, well, I don't even know how many hours that is like 15 and a half hours, like without even really realizing what was going on. So, um, just a loaded it, diaper full of poop. Cause you hadn't moved in 15 hours. <laughs> Oh man, and like I hadn't like eat or like drank or like coffee or anything. I like looked at my 
hand like just from playing so much guitar when i like i had like permanent like string marks in my fingers i'm like i am like deteriorating right now so um i uh yeah it, it was just it was just like kind of an instant thing for me where i was like this is very fun i have no idea what i'm doing but that's okay uh and then i i had to work the next day um at uh this is when i worked at uh the beautiful industry of golf town um and because i'd been there for so long i i think i was i was, I was like 24 at the time but I was, I was already starting to be like the old grumpy guy um at the ripe age of 24 so i would just like go around um just ripping off tags off like the clubs and everything like that and like the shirts and whatnot so i had to like go in the back and re-tag them but the computer in the back um didn't have any sort of like uh I don't know, like website block or anything like that. So I would just sit back there and just watch videos on engineering. And um, I would do that pretty much at work for about five hours a day. Um, I don't work at golf town anymore. So uh, <laughs> good luck firing me. Uh, and then um, during the day, all I did was, was engineering. Um, it got to the point where, you know, I was just like, Hey, like I actually want to try to record drums and record uh um, like my own project and whatnot. And I very, very quickly learned that drums, uh, on a record do not sound like drums that are recorded in a basement. Um, and the basement <laughs> that I was in, it was actually the house that I was renting at the time. And, uh, my, my roommates would basically have to keep watch cause our, our landlord lived about two houses down. So, uh, I would just like wait for his car to leave and then we would start tracking. And then I just like, just do something. Like if you see his car come back, just cause you know, he was pretty serious about like no noise. Like, blah, blah, blah. so, um, we kind of just had to like time it out perfectly just to get takes in. And, uh, so I did my project and then someone just asked like, Hey, like, can you record demos for my band? And, um, I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, Oh, we'll like give you 200 bucks or whatever it was. And, uh, it was, I mean, if we're going to be on the topic of memes, it was very much like that meme where like, I think it's from that movie where the Millers or whatnot, where like that, that kid just <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, you guys are getting paid. And like, I didn't even <laughs> really think about doing that as like a job or a career or anything like that. Um, so I recorded those demos, which was terrible, um, mostly just because I didn't really know what I was doing. And That'll I be. finally... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I kind of got just got fed up and I was just like, okay, well, I actually want to learn how to do this. Cause like, you know, I like literally I would go home or sorry, I would get up, I'd go to work, I'd come home. And that's all I would do is just like, you know, I'd find like multi-tracks online and like try to mix those. And I was getting not bad at mixing, but like just the recording was just like, it's just such a, such a different challenge. Um, and little did I know that like the issue wasn't necessarily what I was doing, but it was more so the space that I was in because it was such a shit room and, and, you know, the, the acoustics were non-existent and so on and so forth. So anyway, I kind of got fed up and I just said, you know, I want to actually learn how to do this properly. So I went and I handed out a bunch of resumes to uh, studios just to learn how to like intern and things like that. And then I, I uh, was at a month, I spent about a month in this place called, oh God, it's completely slipping my brain right now. Um, this, 
is really awkward. I can't even remember what it was called. But was it Margaritaville? It was not Margaritaville. Uh, but they've since closed down. So I apologize uh, for not remembering that. But I was there for about a month. And then uh, I was actually in Vancouver with my uh, former band, the Nielsen's. Um, and we were recording a record there at Rain City. And I got a call from this guy uh, who said that um, there's an open spot at this uh what I would consider to be a legendary studio in Edmonton called uh, Sound Extractor. So I uh, sent my information uh, to the gentleman who owned it, whose name is uh, Stu Kirkwood. And I started uh, interning and uh, apprenticing under him. And Stu, um, he is a great person to learn from. And I think my first day there, Cause he like kind of asked me, he's just like, what do you really know about recording? And as we all do on resumes is you say, Oh, I got this. It's all good. Uh, which I'm pretty sure he saw right through that. And he's like, all right, perfect. So you're going to start in like 15 minutes. This lady's coming in. I was like, okay, well this is not good. Cause I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 it's all good. It's all good. So I just like ran into the back and I'm just like Googling. I think I even Googled like how to record vocals or like something stupid like that. And, uh, she came in and it went exactly how you would think again. Uh, it was, it was through like a tube pre. And of course I, I cooked the over or the input to that. So her vocals came out all distorted and there was no dynamic to them or anything like that. Um, and Stu pretty much had every right just to be like, like get out of here. Like what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, but he didn't. And he, uh, used it as a great learning a uh, great learning thing. And so, which is something that I've never, I've never done again, but yeah, I, I think I worked with Stu for about, uh, maybe about two and a half years. I, I was working under Stu and they, and sound extractor closed in April of 2020, I think is, so yeah, I've been, I've been by myself for just about four years now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great studio, great environment to be in. Um, I got to work on a lot of really cool sessions, got to meet a lot of really cool people. Um, and, uh, when that closed down, that's when I started to get super, super busy for myself. Um, and I've been, I've been by myself for, yeah, I guess about four years now. And, uh, it's been a very, very steady four years actually. So there's, I've kind of always had projects, um, on the ghosts in, in, in that time. Um, since then, I've moved from Sound Extractor, though, and I'm working out of a studio, uh, another, arguably, I think it might be the oldest studio in Edmonton. I'm not 110 on that, uh, but it's called uh, the Audio Department, um, which has been around, I think, since 78 or 79. So it's it's very, very old, which is also a great room. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of landed on my feet there and it's been it's been great. Like I've I I love it there. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been really good. Was that first lady that you recorded? Was that indeed Sarah McLaughlin? It was not Sarah McLaughlin, McNeil. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's who it was. It was uh, I. I honestly, I don't even remember her name at all. But I, I think she I. She remembers kinda... your name though, buddy. <laughs> oh, dude, I like. I was she like curses to the point, your name under her breath every day. I'm not. 
like I, I'm, I'm not much of a crier but like after that i was just like this is like the worst like day of like my entire <laughs> life like, i felt like nauseous I'm like this is fucking sucks like he's like Stu's gonna kill me he's gonna yell at me but he 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 is an absolute class act so yeah it, it, it went really well cool man well let's uh let's take a quick breather here and uh musical interlude what do you want to hear well uh let's do a little bit of human hyena action i think it's time <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was a tr- a trials and tribulations <laughs> trial by fire. Is that what they say? Or you just like throw you through the wolves and exactly. sink or swim, buddy? Sink or swim. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's something you have to do though. Like, uh, and even with people that because we've had uh, we had like a couple interns and whatnot, and it's it's not really something you can learn by oh read this book and you're going to be fine. Like, it's literally I think you have to make. Uh, you have to make a thousand mistakes for one thing to go right. Um, which that's just learning. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that's such life. a, it's such a fluid, you know, trade because you know, you're mm-hmm. recording an opera singer tomorrow and then the day after it's a fucking, you know, grindcore band. Like it's just so different. Yeah. Like, And then you yeah. can do, if you try to like put it all in a box and like, here's the template I'm going to use. You yeah. know, somebody's gonna be like, "I hate this. Why the fuck did you make me sound like this?" You gotta, uh, so you gotta literally like set your ego aside and try to just, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a. That's what I meant with the tankless. I mean, obviously, people are stoked when it works out, but I find yeah. like you, you, you go through the ringer every single session trying to 
make impossible yeah, demands like, from us diva fucking musicians. <laughs> well, I uh yeah, like I don't really get too much of it anymore because I it might have to just do with like I'm a lot better at making records, but like I remember early on, uh there's just times where it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I have no idea what I'm doing wrong and you know, blah, blah, blah. But um to your point though, like when I was working at Sound Extractor, that's literally what it was like, just in terms of like how many different bands who would come like would come through there. I think like in one month we did like this Cuban jazz thing. And then the next week, I think we did, it was like a, I think it was just like a metal band of some sort. Then the week after that was like traditional Ukrainian music. So I've, like, I've literally worked on, I'd like to think just about every genre under the sun, uh, which is a, is a good thing. And I'm glad, you know, that I, work in commercial facilities and continue to because like if i just had a home studio like i don't think anyone would be like you you're not going to get half the clients uh in that i guess uh uh wide of genre um just like your average home studio so i was i was pretty thankful to to work there that's that that's that's true and uh mm-hmm. you know i know you're a musician as well and as a musician in this day and age now we all have, you know, kind of limited knowledge of recording. A lot of musicians know enough to just demo their music out and have a basic home studio. Mm-hmm. But then there's uh then there's the people that are so interested, I suppose, or compelled for whatever reason to become to learn more about recording. And there is a whole lot to learn. Yeah. So, well, I'm not that somebody's I, I've doing never it. I considered myself to be a great musician. So um I just love music and it's it's it still lets me be very musical without not or without being a good musician. So that's that's one thing that kind of keeps me going. So come on, come on. Uh, these little hands, man. You think we let just anybody on this show? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's a fair one. <laughs> and you're living proof. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we pay people to come on What's... the show. <laughs> well, well, without naming names, I mean, you kind of, mentioned your first like nightmare scenario of like completely botching the vocals or whatever but can you mm-hmm. kind of like tell us you don't of course we're not here to throw anybody under the bus or tarnish anyone's name can you tell us about a session where you're just like this is the most like why am i doing this fuck this this is horrible these people are, are completely delusional <laughs> like have you had anything like that where it's like yeah i've, I've definitely <laughs> i'm not gonna name names but i've definitely had singers say i can't tell what i'm singing in key and i i still don't know what to say to that like that's kind of it's like i mean that's literally your only job um (laughs) there's the odd uh odd player that can't play to a click but that's not so that's not so so bad like you can kind of work around that but um i've had a i've had a couple of uh couple of interesting experiences in, in my day um but this the singer one always puzzles me as like, i how are you voted the singer like if you don't even know what you're doing but i mean yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding so you don't have any like uh the glenn fricker stupid musician sex <laughs> i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think of one but the problem is is that if someone listens to this they're gonna know i'm talking about them <laughs> there's definitely been times where i'm like i have no idea what the fuck you're trying to say and then we have like a 45 minute conversation of like, 
like I just I basically it comes it gets to the point of me saying I need you to explain this to me like I am a small child because <laughs> I I do not know what's going on right now explain like which might five. be a me thing but yeah it's um a really actually a really funny one I remember there's this one this is actually a funny story this isn't really a mean story um there was this one lady that uh I was tracking vocals for and she, I mean, it's Alberta. And if you're an engineer in Alberta, you can't get away from doing country music. That's just the way it goes. Um, and she was, I can't, I think it was, it wasn't original. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, she was very much into, I think like Reba and like Carrie Underwood, just like that, like that classic kind of like twangy sort of like country. And anyway, so I finished tracking her session and I was just like mixing her vocals and blah, blah, blah. And no matter what I did, she just kept saying like, Oh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't sound like Reba or it doesn't just, it doesn't sound like Underwood or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll just like try some reverbs. And she's like, no, it's not that. I'm like, Hey, let's try a little bit of maybe delay or pitch shifting or, or whatever. And this was like, I swear to God, man, this was like an hour long ordeal. And, uh, I just kind of got to the point where she's like, no, it just doesn't sound like her. Like just the way she talks. And I'm just like, the way she talks and she's like yeah, yeah yeah i'm like are you referring to like her accent and she's like yeah just i don't sound like that i'm like she's from fucking kentucky or whatever i'm like <laughs> that's the way she talks man like they don't talk like people from alberta or like lethbridge or wherever you're from so there's like an hour to long do an impression honey yeah it was just like an hour long just like okay well like my suggestion is to go back 34 years, however old you are, and move to South Carolina and <laughs> then just be born again. And then you'll probably sound like her very, very quickly. But there's, there's no Southern Drawl app. <laughs> oh, my in. God. I was like, there's no Southern. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there's no Southern Drawl plugin. But it was real nice lady. And it was it was a really funny. Uh, it was a really funny scenario. And then another really funny one that I had. Um this uh, this lady came like this like super old lady like we're talking like eighty years old. She like came in um, and she was. This is I shouldn't even say this is a funny story. This is just a sad story. Now I'm, I've kind of screwed the pooch on this one. But she started like <laughs> singing this song about like two Vikings. Like I think they it was like a Viking man and a Viking lady uh, just like found each other like in battle and then just started like. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think they started fucking like right in the middle of the of the battlefield, and then he just like dies. And I was just like, "Oh, that's a that's quite the song you got there." And she's like, "Yeah, it's about my husband. He just died like two months ago." I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Like, and so I have like this oh. these old people uh, making Viking love visual in my head uh, for the rest <laughs> of the day, which was not how I planned that day to go. But yeah, you get to, uh, I got a couple of good ones, but yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember that Southern Draw one. I remember you telling me like I was, I was lost for words. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was it was a it was a it was a funny one, but yeah, real real nice lady. Is there ever a situation in your musical career where or as a sorry, a recording music career as a producer where you've not you've chosen not to work with a band or like I'm sure you have but or maybe if a band has showed up and it just hasn't worked out, have you ever had to say we can't do this like for any reason um after they've shown up no beforehand oh yeah i turn down projects all the time um anything that i feel like i can't add value to 
uh, I, I, I just, I'm just upfront. Like I, I can't do everything. Um, I, you know, like I haven't recorded a jazz band in like four years just cause I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, but yeah, anything that I don't feel like I can add value to, I just kind of, yeah, sorry, but it's not, it's not you guys. It's, it's me. So, um, yeah. He wants, he wants to know when it is the, it is you guys. That's what, that's what he's fishing for. <laughs> When it is me? No, when it is the other guys, and you're like, "Fuck no, no fucking recording these guys." Uh, oh, I've had some of those too, where I'm just like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay." Um, we had, uh, we, I, and again, I'm not naming names. I'm really trying to get you to sandbag people, apparently today. Fuck. Yeah, apparently. No, it was a legitimate names, question. You say as much or as little as you want. There's, uh, Jerry, there was this, Jerry. yeah. <laughs> there was a thrash band from uh, Southern Alberta, if you can believe it. Um, and uh, I was just like talking to this guy. And I was like, oh, this guy's he's super nice. Like he's, you know, he seems pretty eager. And I like look at his page and uh, just like on Facebook, because I was just like, oh, let's see what this guy's all about. And I think like two posts down or something like that. It was something about like how immigrants are like ruining, ruining this country and just like, you know, we should send everyone from Syria back. And I'm just like, OK, and I will not be <laughs> dipping a toe in this pool ever again. But, yeah, I got no time for that. I'm I'm OK. Good vibes only on that guy's Instagram. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't need uh, I don't need the money that bad. It's OK. <laughs> Beep that, beep that, beep that. Welcome to Berta. Yeah, Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty shocking. Like I I figured it was going to happen eventually, but I was just like, holy fuck, this is this guy's legit. Like this is not good. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's a completely legit reason. That's kind of what I was wondering. I don't know for one reason or another. That's because you know we all have jobs and we all have a point where we'll refuse service, right? And yeah, my no shoes and no shirt. It was that guy. Sorry. Sweet. <laughs> what if somebody come in and just had the worst stank and it was like otherworldly or something like a ghost died and then well, that, like that, attached that to him with Bio. We just yeah, recorded there. We recorded with him in November and we yeah. went for shawarma and we came back and Ozone made us all shawarma cry. Our fun. eyes were literally watering and it lingered for like two hours. We're like, what the yeah, fuck, man? man? It was, it was the strangest is. moment of my entire life. But Cyrus <laughs> would have been poop narking on you. <laughs> poop narc. <laughs> and you know what? We, 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 uh, befouled the very same building that a very famous pop star frequented after us. I think it was after us, right? I was thinking about that today. Cause when did I finish the last mix for you guys? Well, we recorded, I think, early November. Then you were kind of chipping away at it till December ish, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. There, it, we weren't we weren't rushing on our end, really. Whenever you get into, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're a lot. Hey, that's all out there. You can talk about it a bit. Somebody, I can talk about your... it a little bit. I can't talk about it yeah. too too much, but I can talk no, about it a little bit. But it's kind of cool. It was super cool, and that's the other benefit for working at a facility. I've. I've got, uh, I should say a commercial recording facility. I've, I've gotten to do some pretty cool sessions, uh, with some pretty cool producers. Uh, and then back in November, we had, uh, Nick Jonas come through, um, per day. And it was, it was, it was super cool. He's actually, he's like super good guy. I, I have nothing negative to say about him. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, the, the one funny thing though, is that, um, when I was talking to his, I don't even know if I could say this, but I'm whatever. 
uh, I was talking to his assistant and he's just like, just make sure that there's like lots of water and then there's like Tic Tacs there and, or like mints or something. Oh and shit. I don't know anything about, uh, like I've never really listened to Jonas Brothers or anything like that. And, uh, I, and I found out that the session was going to happen. I think Tuesday at about maybe 4 PM. And then it was going to happen the next day. So, and I had a session that morning already. So I was kind of just like, okay, I'm going to know how I'm going to bounce all this shit around. But anyway, so the guy's like, yeah, we need mints. We need water, like get on it. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I like told Emily, uh, my, uh, girlfriend, well, actually I shouldn't say that the person I'm going to be marrying, um, <laughs> that I was like, yeah, like this is like, they need mints. They need water. She's like, well, you just gotta be careful though. Cause he's diabetic. Oh, and I'm just shit. like, Oh fuck. Like, and it's like, it's like 10 30 at night. And I'm just like Googling. I'm just like, can diabetic people eat mints? Like I was like, this is, this is not how I thought this evening was going to go that morning. <laughs> and so she's like, I'm sure it'll be like fine or anything like that. So anyway, I felt like a fucking loser. Cause I had like nine bottles of water and like four kinds of mints. Cause I was like, I don't know what this is like. Do I have to like police? Like, like a nut allergy but for like sugar for the guy i was like this is like how i can't just show up with all these mints but uh regardless i showed up with all those mints and uh he didn't i don't even think he had one did he die he had one sorry oh yeah he didn't and he brought his own water so i was just like god damn it but yeah oh my god you had to do so much exercising to get that stuff that he didn't even use so much footwork well and i'm just and yeah like i i learned that uh people with diabetes can just pound tic tacs like it's going out of style so um fun fact for all my uh for all my uh, diabetic well, friends out there good to know it's like yeah. we've all opened for bigger bands that have riders right and you, you see how yeah. much shit they fucking don't even touch and like it's probably yeah. the same thing right the dude yeah. his handler was like you gotta have this but he's like well oh, it'd be cool to have it but yeah well he even just like <laughs> asked me he's just like can i have one of these i'm just like yeah, you can have a mint. Like these are your these are your mints. It's all good, man. These are technically your mints. You guys are paying for them. And so. and, and then did he uh, leave nice the guy. mints behind? That he touched. He did leave the mints behind. Yeah, and so I've been uh, yeah. Sold the money, kind of. That's that's oh, big volumes. To, what a nice Canadian boy that even though he knows they're his mints, he he was polite enough to mint. Oh, are, are these your mints? Are these for sharing? Can I have some of these mints? Like what a yeah. nice guy. He's got a good soul. Yeah. Well, and there's probably going to be some weirdos where you could sell some mints, uh, some pre-owned. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a Miata, just like pre-owned mints, but he fell into his palm um, and he put them back in. Dude, people <laughs> were being so fucking weird about that. Uh, it was, it was super, super strange. Um, for like maybe two weeks after like people what? were like sending me stuff. Like there's like the, the Jonas brothers, like, like make of, facebook page or like something like that and there's like a picture of my fucking face on there and with because we have a picture together and um there's like twenty two thousand likes and like four thousand shares I'm just wait like, wait, what wait. The hell ba- back it on? up is this an ironic crossover jonas brothers mega page or is this an actual page for fans of the jonas brothers who are also like megas it's a not, tough not question m-a-g-a Oh, it's M E G A. He meant. Oh, yeah, oh, mega yeah. fans. I thought <laughs> he said MAGA. mega fans. Not make America great again. Fuck, he's not like, even like, American, isn't... isn't he? From fucking England or something? I didn't picture no, that Sven diagram. He didn't have an accent. I think he's from the states. Yeah, oh. they're from America. I think. I, I prefer that... mega fans, though. I think that's like we need to build a wall to keep the Jonas Brothers in. I think that's a good idea. 
Uh, that's really. I good. thought they were fucking British. My bad. Maybe I'm thinking. No, Wonder- oh, One Direction. Think... There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he did, I was gonna say yeah. He didn't. He didn't have an accent, but um, I don't even remember embarrassing we myself about. once again. That's that's my fault. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, people were like calling me like on my cell phone from like I think I got one call from like Missouri, and I'm like, how do you even have my number? Like it was just, <laughs> it got weird. Well, I remember you were telling us, and you're just like, you can't say anything. <laughs> You yeah. turned into like one of the Jonas brothers. Is viral. <laughs> yeah, you had like random people calling and texting. That's crazy. Oh, it was weird. My it was niece really weird. crazy. My niece and my yeah. sister-in-law went to the concert because that's why he was in Edmonton because they his band yeah. was or the group was playing, and yeah. he popped in. No, he just came. He just came. He's like, you know, what? I need some Tic Tacs. Let's go to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. so, All right, here we go. I heard you got the best diabetic Tic Tacs in town, Cody. So. I got the best mints in the land. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I I got to be the cool uncle. She doesn't care about my band, but but I have have a buddy who met the, one of the Jonas Brothers. I mean, I was cool yes. by proxy. <laughs> and then she and then she sent him a bunch of hateful text messages. Yeah, it's true. It's like you didn't do a good job. Like I hate your mom, and like I hate all the clothes you were wearing. I'm like, oh, fuck. okay. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, let's take another quick uh, musical interlude here. You, you get to choose another one. Imagine that. <laughs> well, let's do let's do Drunk Two by Mannequin Pussy. One of the best mixes, I would say, the last twenty years. All right, here we go.
and we're back for the final stretch. We kind of went long on the first one, so I had to cut the last one a little bit short. But now, uh, we're we're I've enjoyed listening to you talk about your your uh, audio engineering path. But I'd be remiss if I didn't at least kind of bring up your bands. Sure, your bandmates like, what the fuck, man? You go on and just talk about your fucking <laughs> your knob twiddling sure. shit. Yeah, all your all your <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, knob twiddling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, for the folks at home, we did mention it earlier, but we haven't talked about it in 45 minutes, but you currently play guitar in counterfeit jeans, counterfeit jeans, and yeah. the old Counterfoot. Y. Counterfoot. Counterfoot's way better. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the boys. That's your new name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Counterfoot. Yeah, I like it. Um, Before that, when I first met you, you were in two bands, mm-hmm. both big question marks, probably safe to say defunct. Unbanned Jace is where you sung, and that's probably what you're talking about when you were demoing all that shit. That's correct, yeah. And then also the Nielsen's, which gained a little mm-hmm. bit of notoriety around uh, Alberta. And yeah, like mm-hmm. you guys said you guys recorded, can't remember the name of that album now. Blurry. Uh, blurry Photos. Yeah. And at yeah. the, was, was it with Stu or was it with Jesse? Jesse Gander there at the Rain City? That was Jesse Gander. Yeah. Stu mastered it, if I remember correctly. Nice. And then coming up to present days, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, pick your poison, which band do you want to talk about how you join them? Because these are all bands that are already established one way or another. And I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of joined them because you recorded both of them. And I did. kind of yeah. recruited you. Yeah, I'll let you tell I did. the story. Well, I, I snuck that into the clause um, <laughs> in the fine print. I just had a listen, bitch. I'm going to do this and I'm going to play in your band, but. Um, he he didn't you, offer to play in my it. band, folks at home. By the way, he he's like, I want nothing to do with that train wreck. <laughs> um, but you know what's actually funny is that that's exactly what happened. I ended up recording both of them, and I think uh, Darren texted me. He's like, "Oh, we were thinking about doing a run out to BC. Like, if you wanted to join." I was like, "Hell yeah!" Um, and then Tyler, the drummer of Counterfeit Jeans, he I think texted me. Like it was like 45 minutes later. He's just like, hey, like we just because when when I did the counterfeit jeans record, the last one, um it they've always been a three-piece, and their songs, their songs, our songs, excuse me, um, always kind of feel like they kind of feel like a three-piece still. And so, you know, when I was when I was producing the record though, I was kind of just like, um, the three-piece thing is cool, but we should just like kind of treat it a little bit more like a four piece. So we did a bunch of extra guitars. And then I think what happened was they, I should probably ask them considering I play in the band now, but I think they just tried to like jam like the three of them. They're just like, yeah, this is just like not happening since, since we've recorded, like everything just kind of feels a little bit small and whatnot. So anyway, Darren asked me if I wanted to uh, do some live stuff, which I said, yes. And then like 45 minutes later, Tyler was just like, Hey, like we were thinking about getting another guitar player. Like, how would you like to come play? So in like, and this was at like, I think 1030 at night. So it was like 1029. I had no bands that I was playing in. And then 1115, I had two. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that's just how life goes. But um, yeah. And the, well, the old wives record, I, I only recorded half of it actually. And I mixed the full thing. And then the counterfeit jeans ones, I, I did all of it except for mastering. I hear you. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, that's yeah. That's a time. 
<laughs> got this got discussed. Um, would you like me to keep going? I, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so you joined two bands that were three pieces. So so when you yeah. did the old wives, did you were you like being that annoying guy? Hey, you know, it sounds pretty cool at an octave in here. Like it's like a guitar. Did you, did they just no? Well, well, Ryan, Ryan and I actually sorry, Sean Ryan and I we all kind of recorded guitars at the same time. And then we kind of just came up with ideas on the fly. So even though it was like before you were in it, you were already. Yeah. Cause when when we were like, yeah. Like when we were tracking like, um, the guitars for the new record, um, like Sean, he would do like the rhythm and then Ryan would do the rhythm on the other side. So we had like the guitars pan and then, um, Ryan would like do like a lead line or something like that. And I think I came, I think I might've come up with one or two, and then I came up with a couple of vocal ideas. I'm trying to remember. It was so it was a long time ago now, but um there was some things that I I guess I contributed. I wouldn't say like, oh, I recorded like the entire record, but um definitely like small bits here and there. And but they always kind of treated it a little bit like a four-piece when it comes to the guitar arrangement. Counterfeit jeans was the exact opposite. It was a it's always kind of been a three-piece. And then I just suggested, you know, maybe let's just add a little bit more guitar, just kind of beef it up a little bit. And um, and now it's very four-piece oriented. I shouldn't say very four-piece oriented. I, I try to just be more support, but it, there's definitely some parts where I uh, I have to get my guitar chops back up to speed. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do the same thing. Like my band actually ties as well. We're three pieces at the moment anyways. And mm-hmm. like... It's just mainly been a personnel thing. Like we live in places where there's not an abundance of guitar players that are like, you know, stoked on the style that we're doing. So, but every Mm -hmm. time we hit the studio, it's like, well, you know, these songs are going to outlive us. So let's, let's make them as full and as rad as possible. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not going to have fucking seven different guitar trips. Like you're not going to go completely crazy. It's pretty acceptable to add at least one extra one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's totally what we do it's not 1977 anymore. Like add some guitar. Like, and and the thing too is like, you know, you don't, I shouldn't say you absolutely have to, but like there are certain genres and like sub genres where if you're not competitive, then people are probably going to skip your song. So it's, you know, it's, it's very similar Mm -hmm. to like, to, uh, you know, when, whenever you're listening to reference tracks, like if you're mixed, that you're listening to isn't as loud as something that you're referencing, you're probably going to think it doesn't sound as good. So um, having like that fullness, especially, you know, I mean, I'm not about to tell you what your band is, but especially for a band like trashed ambulance, like you need that, you kind of need to have that. Like that just adds mm-hmm. like that extra layer of, of interest, I guess. Yeah. We suck them in and then they, they come see us live. I like, already got your money fuckers. <laughs> You suck them in, then you suck them in. No <laughs> refund. We suck them in and stink them out. Oh, no, Trash no. Right. way. <laughs> well, I will say the the last session that we did back in November, your drummer Riley, he impressed the hell out of me. He's such a good player. So you guys have a very good band right now. Yeah, he fucking he, he hits those drums like like they own money. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. I know that's a that's a major thing for for uh, producers, you know, in the studio and. You got a wimpy snare hit. It's definitely makes yeah. your life hell down the line. Well, it's it's funny. Uh, uh, recording Darren. Uh, there's like, 
I, I would never say don't hit as hard, but like there's times where, because like a lot of the, a lot of the drums I use or the preamps that I use are uh, Neve 1073s and they're all stepped. So I'll get like, I guess, what is that? Like, like one click. So like the lowest setting and he's just like fully like clipping the pre. I'm just like, I don't even know how to, like, how do you not do that? Like, this is, this is incredible. So yeah, once you get a, once you get a drum that really, really hits, like it just helps so, so much. Yeah. Especially with this, with punk rock, right? Like it's got to have that bite. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you, you, it's, there's some things you can't really fake in my opinion. And that's kind of one of them. Dancing, fighting, fucking, and having yeah. a snare. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the first three. I'm just kidding about hitting the snare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tyler getting involved. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So how how's it been? Um. Oh, the wives seem. I guess for the folks at home that might not know, you guys share a drummer with teenage Paul Rocket, who is significantly more active that but yeah. probably because of that I'm sure you guys would love to play more but you kind of got to work around darren's schedule as he tours with those dudes mm-hmm. a little bit that- i mean i it's not a negative like we've never really spoke about this but i just think it's because we don't really need to but we're all like super happy for darren and like none mm-hmm. of us are ever just like oh he's not playing shows with us and we just like shake our fist in the air or whatever like we're all super stoked for him and and you know i've known darren uh before he was even in teenage ball rocket and you know it's it's pretty cool to see him go from like an edmonton drummer who every time i would go jam because we sh- we always were in the same uh jam space as as he would be with i guess old wives now like he was always practicing and he was always just like working at it and and to see him now like getting to like tour the world and like he's he's having a great time so uh we're all just super happy for him it's funny too because He's one of those dudes too. I mean, obviously the the wives are a prolific band as well. I mean, obviously none of us are on the level of TBR that can actually go make money in every mm-hmm. city in the world. But you know, so when he's when he when he's free, you know, he'll do t- little mini tours with you guys. And then, but even yeah. when he's not playing with you guys, all of a sudden I'll like look over and it'll be some random band. And you see Darren, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, and, and going out and just filling in. I'm like, you must really like drawing. <laughs> oh yeah, and he he's uh he's definitely. I don't, he definitely doesn't sleep. I think I have no idea. I've never really asked him, but he's always, he's always doing something, but I mean, everything that he, that he has and he's accomplished, I mean, he's worked his ass off for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely well-earned where he's, where he is today. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just, and he's obviously like a well-coveted drummer. Cause everybody's like, come drum with this. Yeah. 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 Well, and he does a lot of, he does a lot of like drum tacking for me for like sessions and, and stuff like that. So um, it's, it's the nice thing is, is that I don't really know how to say this, but there's kind of like a, I don't want to say people like look down on punk rock in the studio world, but oh, yeah. people kind of look down on punk rock in the studio world. And uh, it's kind of nice. Cause like, you know, you, you, you get these ideas of just like what you want for sounds. And I can just be like, Darren this. And then he just does it. And I was like, Hey, this is perfect. Where, I remember the first studio I ever worked at and um, the guy's like, Oh, what kind of band do you like playing? And I'm like, oh, I played a punk band. I like played a song for me. It's just like, like, yeah, you know, I noticed the, the, the bass, it doesn't sound like it was recorded through a guitar amp. Are you sure this is punk rock? And I was like, Holy fuck, dude. But um, <laughs> it's, it's really, really nice when you get to work with people that kind of speak the same language as you do. And especially they can pull it off like every single time. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do this, but 
you ever meet somebody who's like clearly like a gearhead and like probably good at guitar? At least they present themselves at and they're like, oh, you play guitar? And I'm like, I, I, I just play punk, man. Like, so like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. I don't know yeah. how to fucking, I don't know anything sir, you're about sir, to tell me. Sir, yeah. <laughs> I get power that. Chords. Oh, I get that so often. Um, but I'm not a gear guy like at all with like, with like no, guitar really. stuff. Like I have like the few things that I like, like when it comes to studio stuff, I can, I can kind of talk gear a lot better, but, um, with like actual like instruments and stuff like that, with the exception of drums, I am a bit of a drum guy. Um, but for the most part, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I got some friends who I, who I love their but they they are gearheads, and then they'll they'll yeah send, they'll be texting me in like paragraphs, and I'm just like eyes glaze over. I'm like, dude, I just fucking like right now. Yeah. I don't even have like a like the fucking Marshall head that I have, like the but switch like shit the bed. So now I'm just I'm just dirty all the time. Everybody right, was right, harassing right. me on the last little mini tour I did because I don't even have a fucking. I got like a rack tuner that I just like throw on top of my amp to my guitar once, and then let's go. They're like, yeah. why don't you get a fucking pedal? I'm like. I had one and someone stole it. So out of principle, I'm not buying another one. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think it's different if you can like listen to a guitar and just like this guitar sounds really good or sounds really, really bad. But if it sounds really good, I don't care what it is. As long as it's good, who yeah, that that's all that matters. Yeah, for sure. I mean it's it's probably good to stay in tune. But believe it or not, staying in tune is a good thing, yes. <laughs> See, Ty told you. He's telling yeah. me that it wasn't. He said it didn't Sorry, matter. Ty. Sorry, buddy. Whenever somebody asks me some question, music related or whatever, or basically anything that I don't know, I just say, I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes when it takes another man's life. Oh. And then I point a <laughs> finger gun at, right in their face and I put my finger right on their nose. Are you holding the gun sure. sideways? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, a, la, a la bad boys. kill shot. Yeah. 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 You, don't, <laughs> you don't survive a sideways kill shot. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're not a, a gear guy, Ty? No, I do. I don't. I know so little. It's, I know so it's little. Surprising because yeah. if you if you hear Ty play guitar, he's fucking. He's a hell of a shredder. You know what? Some of the best guitar players I've ever recorded don't aren't like gear guys. It's really really strange. Like you you would think they'd be super into it. I I have more way more interest in learning about producing music and equalizing. Like because I'm at the very start of my producer journey so just understanding equalizing and compression and stuff like that i'm way more interested in stuff like that than i am in guitars and guitar amps and pickups and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah. no that's interesting and i i kind of was too and i think one of the one of the things was like no matter what you do this guitar is always going to sound like this but once you start to get to like eq and shit you can kind of make whatever you want sound however you want it in a lot of ways within reason of course but i I think you see what i'm Got out of a session with fucking Cody last year, and he's like, "Josh, your guitar's fucked. You're an idiot." <laughs> that was weird. Guitars. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I fucked. You something. can look up. There's a bunch of videos, and a popular creator just put one out recently. Uh, that's a producer guy, but a, a videos on YouTube about like five hundred dollar versus five hundred dollar guitar versus five thousand dollar guitar, and with the mixing and the equalizing, and uh, different amps and whatever, like. Yeah, there's less of a difference than you might think when you look at the price tags of things. Well, I, I hate to burst the bubble for anybody um, that is a gearhead, but at the end of the day, if you're not a good player, it doesn't matter what you're playing. It's going to sound like <laughs> shit. So sorry. What did I say? Uh, I always forget how to pronounce his name, but Stefan from Descendants, a- Egerton. Oh, yeah, Egerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One time I was like, 
we were about to record with you and I was like, I want to sound like fucking Stefan Egerton. You're like, well, then be him. <laughs> yeah. It's the only I, way, fucking idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of forgot a, I suck. <laughs> I have a bit of a, I say things bluntly sometimes issue. So oh, I apologize about that. But yeah, I wasn't insulted. I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's true. It so, is true, though. And like, and I mean, I don't mean to, I don't definitely don't want to sound like a dick, but like, you know, I've worked with enough with enough bands now to kind of like, it's, and I'm not knocking home studios when I say this at all. Um, cause there's, I think there's a lot of really good home studios out there and there's a lot of really talented people that work in home studios, but, um, let's just say, for example, let's just use rise against, cause I can say rise against, you can probably hear a rise against song in your head. Um, I'll work with some bands like, Oh, we want to be that. And we want to be, we want this product and all this stuff. And they'll, you know, they'll, they'll show up with like, strats and like fender amps and or like they'll get me to mix their their songs and and they recorded like two overheads a snare and a kick and it's just like oh we want this massive drum sound that they recorded in a closet and so like um i think gears easily the most over overlooked thing um especially in like the the recording because the world because you got to remember like your recording studio it, it, it is a piece of gear like the room is a piece of gear, all the shit that's in it, that's all a piece of gear. Um, and you know, I, I just kind of, one, one, like the best thing that ever happened to me was, was actually I got yelled at when <laughs> for thinking I knew too much. It was kind of scary. Like I had someone like pointing their finger, like a foot and a half away from my nose. And I was like, her breath was oniony, but anyway, um, <laughs> he basically just said, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you need to shut the fuck up. I'm not gonna say who, but um, it came. It kind of just came down to like, you can't expect to use, let's just say, you know, the wrong amps, the wrong size room, and get a product like that. Like you know, like your typical Rise Against record, where you know the room that we're recording in, it's actually a fucking room. Like it's a studio. Like it's a big room um, with lots of great gear. The talent of the people making those records too. Um, I'm sorry, but taking a four channel Scarlet interface in your mom's cellar, uh, and using whatever she's canning and jarring that year as treatment is, it's not going to give you that result. So, um, it's, uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I'm very <laughs> passionate about that. Hot dogs, hot dogs. You fell asleep oh, yeah, for yeah, Lord of the Rings. That's what I was anyway. Hot dogs. And then you fell asleep and I, now we're hot, talking about hot that, dogs. That punk ass Boromir. I have a buddy who I... I do love. He's a good dude, but yeah. he remember he he just hates anything to do with samples, anything you know mm. that's not hundred percent legit. Yeah. But I had to laugh because a while back he posted something on this looking for advice. He's like, "How do I? Does anybody know how I, how I can get blasting room quality drums at at my studio?" So I yeah. sent him the link to the blasting room fucking sample pack, and he's like, Fuck "It's off. so it's so true though." And like I'm like, "Okay." And then spend 50 grand and go record with Bill and those guys. <laughs> yeah. And like, like the, the only room, way you're getting it, like the room has so much to do with that. But again, it kind of goes back to if you have a $500 guitar, a thousand dollar guitar, if the, if the operator of said guitar isn't very good, it doesn't matter what you're, where you're recording or anything like that. Like it's not going to sound good at the end of the day. My favorite comparison to demonstrate that when I talk to people is a, 
you know, Tiger Woods, we could probably play around a golf with him and he could use wooden golf clubs from the thirties or forties or whatever, and still probably kick everyone's ass. Right. Mm-hmm. That's Tiger Woods. He's got a lot of talent. Exactly. Like, you have yeah, to- exactly. And and so, and it's, and you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Cause it's no different than um, like the reason why, you know, Bill Stevenson, his drums sound the way they do is cause he's fucking Bill Stevenson. You can put him <laughs> on a, like on a, like you should t- turn over buckets and make a drum kit of those. That's going to be the best bucket drum kick or drum sound you're ever going to hear. So like, you know, there's, there's, there's so much more that goes into that. Um, well, and that, yeah, that's also it, why people in your shoes can charge more because, because you, you're better at it. Right. So a lot of people don't realize, Oh, you're going to charge fucking 500 bucks a day or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, cause fucking well, more than that. But you know what I mean? Like, because I can get you a sound that you can't do on your own. So that's why you're paying somebody else to do it, right? You got to pay them. Yeah, money. like I have the, and the nice thing is, is like I have, well, I mean, I'm just getting cocky over here, but I'd like to think <laughs> that I have the experience to to be able to, you know, listen to a reference or we can just talk about bands or sounds or anything like that. And I can hopefully make that sound come out of the speaker. I'm getting better and better at it every day, but it, it's definitely not easy. It takes a long time to get there. Since you offered that we could talk about sounds all day, one of my favorite bass sounds is a bass on SNFU in the meantime and between time. Oh, yeah. Like, I think Head Smashed in Buffalo Jump, that's on that record, right? That's one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorite songs. I'm not even joking. Where was that recorded? Do you guys know? I know it's your neck of the woods, Alberta. or I don't know if they recorded it there. Maybe Vancouver it was in California. Or that point. Okay. Yeah, it was probably Vancouver at that time. Um I don't even know who the bass player would have been then because I don't know if Dave was in the band then. I could Probably be wrong. Before. I don't think so. Yeah. But I also don't but. know at all. <laughs> good bass. Yeah. Sound. Apparently good there's bass a new book out. Apparently there's a new book out that we could read. Another new one? I don't know. Some like Chai Pig book. I don't know. I saw people sharing oh. it on there. Oh, Around yeah. the World with oh, Mr. Chai Pig by Chris Walter, I think is the book. Eh? Okay. Oh, wait, before we get, we wrap this up, I forgot. We forgot. Can I tell you a funny story about Chai Pig? Yes, oh, please. They do that. Um, so there's this one time at the pawn shop in Edmonton. I can't remember what show I was there at. This is before it closed down. Uh, rest in peace, pawn shop. And uh, I had to go. I had to go take a piss, and I was like standing at the urinal. And this was actually after uh, Chai Pig tried to get me to put my finger in his belly button, um, which I didn't do for all those, yeah, all the listeners at the edge of their seat. But anyway, so I was just like taking a piss and. I was at the urinal and I came over and he just like kind of pushed me aside a little bit and he's just like looking down and he's just like, huh, that kind of looks like a dick, just smaller. And then walked away and I never talked to him again. (laughs) He got you. I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, uh, I'm going to continue my My part of the process here. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I only got to meet him once uh, and he didn't say anything that profound to me, so a good insight <laughs> yeah and you know when someone says something so wise to you you just you take it with you every day you know when we were in uh he came to red deer well they came to red deer all the time yeah and a buddy that i don't know you just thought it was funny to grab dudes butts and okay. for some reason he he got the idea to grab chai pig's butt well, he's probably checking not, for covid not, not realizing that you know chai pig preferred the yeah. company of men all good and uh he looks him in the eye and goes I've been abstinent for 20 years, but I've kissed a few boys. <laughs> and my fucking buddy didn't know what to say because he was 
he what a crazy is, line he was not homosexual but he totally got put in his place he's like maybe you shouldn't grab yeah. fucking famous rockers butts if you don't expect a ridiculous response buddy <laughs> yeah that is a great line good for him <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well yes My, before, before we wrap it up we gotta we gotta do the the pressure cooker oh fuck i don't know what that is okay rapid fire questions oh yeah okay here we go okay All right, Cody, are you ready? Uh, uh-huh. I'm going to ask you 10 or 11. I can't remember how many I came up with, but you have to okay. answer these questions without thinking honest? too much. No, but just don't okay. overthink it. Okay. So if you're ready, let's do yeah. it. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. All right. What's the best Star Trek series? Oh, next, uh, next gen. Jawas or Ewoks? Jawas all day. Uh, what's the capital of New York? Uh, New York City. Uh, what was the first cover song you learned how to play? Uh, Suburban Home. Sentence. Uh, King King of the Hill or South Park? King of the Hill. Don't even ask me that question. <laughs> what a dumb question. <laughs> what is Hinton's motto? Um, uh, sorry for the smell. <laughs> um, what motto did Edmonton famously relinquish in 2015? City of Champions? Metallica or Megadeth? Megadeth. Um, what is the uh, name? Actually, of- hang on. Uh, ironically, Metallica, but actually Megadeth. <laughs> what is the name of Chewbacca's home planet? Uh, Kashyyyk. Who won the World Series last year? Uh, Texas Rangers. Holy shit, I can't believe I had to think about that. <laughs> and all right, since we asked Casey, who your fellow uh, fellow engineer, what is the better song, the Imperial March or the, the Cantina song? Ooh, Cantina song, I think. And this concludes another episode of The Pressure Cooker. <laughs> Was I supposed to say Imperial March? He said Cantina song too, but he's he did it more as a meme. But you guys both, you guys are on the same wavelength. Oh shit! They're both they're both excellent songs. Casey's a smart guy, so I'm not <laughs> about to disagree with him. All right, we'll just quickly circle back. Best Star Trek series. You went Next Generation. Yep. Um, oh no! Unfortunately, Voyager is the best Star Trek series ever. I love Janeway. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Janeway. Don't take no shit, and I like that. But he is a no I, nonsense uh, captain, and I like. She is a no nonsense captain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So was so was the other guy. But sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, Jawas at Ewoks. That's yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the capital of New York? It's actually, Albany. Oh, it is Albany. Oh shit! That's actually, it's an Albany expression. Yeah, <laughs> steam pams. Uh, Hinton's motto, according to Wikipedia, is "Gateway to the Rockies." Oh, I did know that. Fuck. What I'm motto? Let, I'm did... letting the team down. <laughs> I'm sorry for the smell. Is just as good. What motto did Edmonton relinquish? Yeah, they they took down the sign. They're not claiming the the city of champions anymore. Do we claim anything anymore? I actually don't know. It just says capital of Alberta. It's just been replaced with a giant honk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're right about Chewbacca. Metallica yeah. Megadeth is, yeah, whatever. That's an opinion, yeah. The Texas Rangers did win the World Series. I had to look it up, too, because it was back-to-back uh, Texas teams won it. 
You know what it was? I was just cheering so hard against any sort of Texas team um, <laughs> that I, for, just, for a second, I was like, why did Arizona win last year? But they unfortunately didn't. It's, I was cheering for them, though. It's but. strange because you're such a Ted Cruz fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just, I never shut up about Ted Cruz. Isn't that that dude that looks like he could be the Zodiac killer? What do you, what do you mean he that's looks confirmed. like? <laughs> that's been confirmed. Exactly. Okay, we're going to get sued. But... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The last, and then yeah, you went with the Cantina song. Same is it speech. actually Albany? I can't believe I got that wrong. Geography is normally my somehow favorite. I knew that, but I think it. I think it's because I don't know if it was the same where you grew up, but for some reason I got like the Fox Channel, which like The Simpsons was yeah. on and everything, and yep. it was always Rochester, New York. So I got, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I got that. One I got too. all this information oh, about New York. Oh, okay. so I knew all about it. Actually, fun fun fact. Um, you probably you guys probably also got this as well but you get a lot of atlanta braves uh baseball games because of TBS. the braves play here, yeah, tbs right? yeah the, the braves play here yeah so chipper jones yep. andrew jones we're all, yep. all the jones glavin schmoltz yeah have you guys seen smoltz? oh there's so many good sports uh, uh smoltz, songs like the hank williams no, this the first or hank no, williams smoltz. the second uh football song and stuff oh my god Monday Night Football, so many good. When sports and music crosses over, and you get like the the Super Bowl Super Bowl shuffle, and like I don't yeah. know, it's my when, like, when Creed's singing at the yeah that yeah. one song. Oh did. man, <laughs> shit like that. it's insane how much of a comeback Creed is making right now. It's so good, dude. Where I got a friend that just got a, a I got a Facebook friend, somebody I've met at shows a couple times. He's got the before, fucking lower back tattoo the, of Creed. The tramp stamp, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. I couldn't believe it. Shout out to you, Ed. Yeah. Right. We, gotta, we gotta wrap this up. It's getting too long. Folks at home oh, yeah, are, yeah. Are, are becoming restless. So uh you got anything else you want to shout out before we let you go? No, uh just new new songs for old wives, uh new songs for counterfeit jeans. Um uh if you if you're ever looking to record, I'm booking into June now, May or May and June, and uh yeah, you know, thanks, thanks for having me. Check out Half Stack Studios. With thanks for S, coming on. It was good. To... Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you coming on. So yeah, all you folks at home, make sure you're checking out his bands on all the appropriate social media websites. And you want, if you want to have good sounding tunes, hit them up. You won't regret it so yeah you guess you can pick one last song to end this um i'm gonna go with fuck it is albany i can't believe that that's crazy to me um i'm gonna go with uh, a little ccr let's do bad moon rising classic all right here we go c c r
I'm my name is Cody Blakely. Uh, I'm an audio engineer uh, from Edmonton, Alberta, and musician in Old Wives and Counterfeit Jeans. And this is Denim Radio. And that's gonna be a wrap. All right. Thanks a lot, Cody, for taking some time out of your busy day and evening and chatting with us, degenerates. We appreciate it as always. Um, what do you think of that interview? Enlightening. Yeah, it was enlightening. Uh, there's some really fun stuff in there that we talked about. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to come back to before I forget, we talked a lot about hot dogs and eating hot dogs. And I don't know if I've ever sent this to you, but I was in a band. I'm not going to name names, but we made a music video. And basically the concept for the music video was we're going to invite all of our friends over to our house where I was living. And, uh, we're going to cook them all hot dogs and we're going to film a music video and use them for the crowd. But as a result of that, like the only shots in the video are either like the band walking through an alley, kind of like shoving each other and then just people eating hot dogs. There's no music. And it was, no, there's music in it. You can, you can see it. There's also the band shots, but just because of the nature of the party, uh, so many hot dogs get eaten in that video and it's hilarious. I've showed it to people and be like, yo, how many hot dogs do you think that we eat in this music video? And we just kind of count them as a, as a drinking game. I don't know. I'll send it to you if you haven't seen it yet. I just thought <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would remember myself. That. Oh, you're going to love this one. Ozone used to be a hot dog fiend, but I uh, can't remember what happened. Oh, we, we played a, a music festival and they had very subpar hot dogs and he ate like five of them anyways. <laughs> and he had a tummy ache about it. So. Well, Ozone would have done great, <laughs> great in this music. Yeah, video. but he's, but he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's limp on hot dogs now. He doesn't like them anymore, which is weird because I remember going to like a birthday party he had and it was like hot dog themed. Well, what about a brat? Will he eat a brat? You'd have to ask him, man. I don't well, know. Let's get Ozone on the show next episode and we'll <laughs> talk about it. You know what I mean? Good luck, man. I've been trying. It's way too busy and important. Fair. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, hot dogs and uh, other other things were spoken, and I think it was pretty good. Cody's a good dude, so yeah, if you're looking to record and you're in Alberta, and it's not too much of a headache to get to Edmonton, hit him up. Or if, if you record it somewhere else, you want it mixed, he does that as well. Of uh, I know there's a few bands on, on High End Denim Records who have worked with Cody, and they've been happy with the results, so bada bing, bada boom, hit him up. Yeah, I don't think Not I have anything else to say. I'm going to be in the sky in a couple of days, and it's going to be wild. So hopefully I come back alive. Yes. You guys are going to have a great time down there. Uh, you know, don't eat the yellow snow or whatever. I looked, and uh, we're missing the like the cherry blossoms blossoming, for lack of a better word. We're missing out on that by like a couple of weeks. We're just a little bit too quick, so you won't see the... The beautiful cherry blossoms. I don't know if you had to sing that song when you were a kid, the Sakura cherry blossom song. Maybe, Maybe you could recreate the cherry blossoms with some sort of whipped cream and like a maraschino cherry situation at the hotel. Maybe like you know what we did do that we did uh, do a parody of the American Beauty scene. You know, Nina Suvari's like laying there with the with the rose petals. Oh, Amer- yeah, it's classic. We did it where I dropped tickets on. I can't remember if it was Ozone or Riley. 
yeah, one of our many cringy videos we used to do on Instagram. We've been, we've been lazy with them. I haven't done one in a while, but this fucking podcast takes up all my time. The cringe video lovers are suffering because of it, but I'll make up for it one day. But yeah, that's about all I got, man. Let's think it's time to let let everybody get on with their days. Um, should we hear one last song? You got any ideas? Um, yeah, I got ideas, but they're all horrible. Nobody's gonna like them. Yeah, what what's what else is new? <laughs> do uh, do do uh, do strange disease by Prozac. Forget. We're not fucking doing that. <laughs> Come on, put my foot down. Okay, first time ever, foot has been put down on the show. <laughs> See if, I, if okay. a guest if a guest would have suggested it, I would have said, okay, but you know better. <laughs> okay, you better have one. You better have one locked and loaded. Okay, let's let's do another Alberta band. We uh, Casey gave him a shout out a couple weeks ago. Galactica's had, had dropped their new album, so let's do emo dancing by Galactica's. Give, let's let's give some Alberta band some love. Sometimes we we're so worried about spreading the love all, all across the nation that we forget to forget to scratch our neighbors back, you know. So give them a scratch on the chin, old scratchy. All right, man. I think that's all I got. You got anything to add before we let you go? Love, peace, and chicken grease, baby. And thank you all for tuning in and make sure you're going to highendenimrecords.com. Make sure you're following Denim Radio. And if you're not following us on your uh, streaming service of choice, do the old uh, like and subscribe. I don't even know how that all works these days. But yeah, just make sure you're, you're following us. If you like it, feel free to share it. And if you want to be on the show, hit us up. Denimradiopodcast at gmail.com. Even Ty has access to that. Unfortunately, I do. It's, he's 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 been sending weird pictures of his butt out, which so we gotta have to talk offline about this. But it's actually oh. getting surprisingly good reviews for a boy butt. It's art. It's like it's like <laughs> Leonard Nimoy's coffee table book, the Spock book. It's art. It's, it's art. artsy. It's putting the F back in art, as the great Dillinger Four says. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Make sure you guys are all checking that out, and yeah. Until next time, this has been Josh. And Ty. This has been Denim Radio. 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 Radio, radio, radio. Radio, radio, radio.
Yes, 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 yes. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out Pretty and Paint. Today.